Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hello, sex nerds. Uh, Welcome to this week's podcast. And we're going to be talking about uh, questions that you have sent us here at Sex Nerds Sonder Podcast. That's me. But I'd like to say us because it's weird if it's just me. I mean, you know, (laughs) we're a family here just talking about sex, but not really a family. That's weird. You know what I mean, right? Okay, hugs. All right. Um, announcements before we start. October 14th in Los Angeles, we have a show here. Every month, I have a show at Meltdown Comics, Nerd Melt. Uh, this one, though, is going to be pretty fun because we're going to be talking about flirting and being charming and seduction. So I'm bringing in an expert and we're going to really get down to business. So if you're into it, please come out to Nerd Melt. And, and that's my thing thing. Um, but in the studio, I've got Ed Salazar Hello. and Dave Ross. Hello. Both handsome, young, strapping gentlemen. I'm very lucky. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I am. I mean, normally you'd have to hang out at an open mic at a coffee shop to see to be with two handsome guys like us. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you might have to be peering through the window of a destroyed, sad apartment to, uh, <laughs> to be near one of us. You might have to have a World of Warcraft account just to hang out with us. You might need to be near a Petco at closing time <laughs> to hang out with one of us. Well, okay, my arousal is getting to a point now where I just need to bring it down. Right. Like, I don't. Want I apologize. Turn down the charming a little bit, okay? I'm worried about other animals getting aroused around yeah. us and attacking. Is this too much sexiness going on? Too here? much. We could talk about the trucks we own or how much we love America. Would yeah. that bring the uh, arousal? Yeah, here we go. All right. Uh, God bless America. Now let's begin. But I'm excited because uh, Ed, we haven't. Recorded together since uh, Seamen Soldiers. <laughs> Seamen, for, since Seamen Soldiers, which is a war no one wants to talk about. <laughs> we, yeah, and you. Yeah, but we won. We did win. <laughs> we all win. Uh, <laughs> I want to know about Burning Man. I want to hear about it. Oh, right. Yeah. So I just came back from Burning Man recently, and we were talking about how there's a lot of sex and group sex and stuff going on at Burning Man and whatnot. Right? I, I hope so. It seems like it should be. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 50,000 people, so someone somewhere is getting laid. I mean, uh, you know, out in the desert, everyone's camping and hugging each other. It's great. Um, I had an amazing time, but I had not been there for four years, so I was almost in shock like it was my first time again. Hmm. You know, so no, it was a good shock. It's kind of like there is so much cool stuff happening everywhere. I just can't even handle it. This is great stuff. Um, so sexually... I did stop by a few dungeons and whatnot. There was a little sensation play. Desert dungeon. Desert dungeon. There are dungeons built for that weekend? Yeah, people will bring in, um, like, create play spaces where they have different benches and and different areas where you can, you know, tie someone up and give them a Is there machine fucking and stuff like that at all? Like, simian type stuff? Some people, some camps do have that sort of thing. It's, I mean, obviously, this isn't where, there are kids there, too, and obviously, like, there's a red light district where, like, the sexier camps are. Oh, wow. And I had this, I had this amazing conversation with this guy who runs the comfort and joy camp which is a uh, gay men and they have uh parties i'm not particularly invited because i don't have a penis <laughs> but he, i told you to get a penis everyone we're starting we're starting one of those what do they call that thing where you raise money 
uh, uh, Kickstarter. We're going to kickstart her penis. You can oh, also just have Ed's penis. We were talking about how he's I'm not trying doing to get anything yeah, with it. yeah, he's going to yeah. get rid of his penis pretty soon. Oh, I mean, you have it's still you need to use it. I mean, it's it's your, it's I that's what I was I'll, telling I'll just him. I have to grow my own. It's fine. Um, but he, the guy at Comfort and Joy was telling me that they have these sex parties. And so all the guys are around having a good time. But every half an hour, they have to send in a drag queen to do a song. Otherwise, it starts getting really creepy. Whoa. <laughs> what? So it's it's but it's wonderful because he was trying to keep the, the, the feeling in the room light and welcoming and friendly and not like just like creepy like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, the fucking. Because um, no matter who's in the room, a bunch of men, a bunch of women, uh, mixed, uh, gay, straight, there is a certain moment with people where it just kind of starts getting a little skeezy or creepy and you have to conscientiously keep up the uh, sex positive like we are all people uh, vibe man I want to be the stand up comic at the gay sex camp uh, (laughs) that would be so great it would be amazing they would love you Oh, and I would like, it would be awesome if there was, I wonder if there's like a timer that goes off so people are like, I have to come before the drag queen. <laughs> right. right. Squeeze tighter. You imagine what uh, any type of performance would be like if the whole audience was having sex? That actually would be difficult. That would be difficult to if do. If it's not a live sex show, then you're... <laughs> well, the way it works... That I've not, I think I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, but when it comes to a group sex event, you just imagine like hardcore going at it constantly. But really, the the feeling of the group really does ebb and flow. Like there will be points where everyone's doing something fun, and then points where everyone's just sitting around talking and like eating snacks. And so it's it's you do have times where you right. just like chill out and somebody sings a song and it's fine. Hmm. You know? And so yeah. it's not like you're like oh song time. Wait, what? <laughs> I feel like there's, is there, when you're in those group situations, is there also like, I feel like there's probably times of like everyone massaging, like three people getting together and just like rubbing somebody, like massaging and not necessarily fornicating, but like creating like a sensuality, like good ones. I'm sure there's bad ones too. That's that's really important, especially if you're around good people. It's just very sensual. It doesn't, you don't have to be just like, it's, it's not super hardcore porny. You know, it's just, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. So I had, I learned that about uh, future sex uh, orgies, planning a, a nice little uh, icebreaker in the middle. Uh, oh, and I'm just going to, I'm going to just record something right now that we're going to put at the beginning, which is, hey guys, uh, so we're about to talk about fisting for the next couple minutes. So just beware. That's a thing, but we're, we're going to be really uh, positive about it. So Yeah. Warning complete. So thumbs up, huh? Okay. Actually, if you're fit, no, no, <laughs> no, not thumbs <laughs> no up. Thumbs up. Thumbs in. Thumbs in. Thumbs in. Yeah, thumbs tucked. Okay, but also I went to a class on vaginal fisting, so I got to see uh, two women um, talking through a vaginal fisting. The audience can't see right now, but my eyes came out of my head. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you did have a little like moment where your your face dropped. That's true. You're still a little starstruck I by believe. the vaginal fisting class at Burning Man. So it was fun. I had, I had a good time. I learned things about myself, about others. I had good conversations. Do we, hold on. When <laughs> did you did you did you do any homework with the vaginal fisting? Okay. No, I I didn't. I uh, I was mainly observing. It was a class, and it was all female, so it was a very safe space. Uh, and we all, I mean, I got a tour on their camp and like everyone was really nice, but, but it was an uh, afternoon educational. Um, was it for self fisting or was it for partner? I mean, partner? It, that, I mean, you can fist yourself. It's just, that's, I've seen it. 
Yeah. It's just that's in Nam. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's that's a whole different context. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I just think of carpal tunnel and just like sore muscles. Like I just I just want a straight shot, you know. Like so, I just more partner up, buddy up, guys. When yes, you, sure. Do, when they talked about it, were they saying like, is there a a physical stimulant from that? Like, is it like actually? bigger orgasms or is it the fact that it's a wall that's hard to climb so you're climbing it you know like what is the draw to fisting for these people like well one females tend to have smaller hands so it's not as extreme fair as enough male hands tend to be a bit larger usually so i mean it was just, yeah you know, our fist would be more difficult mm-hmm. that is sure. true and it's, an, it's when you get into more extreme uh play in sex it's often that you have to listen to your body more and be more present and really like keep your arousal up so these these like activities it's 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 often you're expanding and you're like forcing yourself to expand your sexuality and the amount of sensation you're experiencing so you have to be in a good mindset for that most of most sex it's just sort of like oh habitual like in the dark fun before bedtime kind of sex and, and that's great um but when you start getting into the more extreme stuff it's it's often it's a much more conscientious actions right um and, and you have to be like that in order to be safe and enjoy yourself um but it ends up being really cool yeah so uh for some people is it i mean fisting is it uh, do would you think that they get into it because of like a tolerance level thing? You've had so much sex that uh, a penis or a toy doesn't feel as good as something that's much wider. No, it's um, it's actually I've heard that on both ends, the giver or the receiver, it you create such a connection because you're so connected, literally, right. that it can be an incredibly emotional experience. That extra pressure internally too can really release some deep seated like. Um, tension in your muscles like there's just you're hitting spots that don't usually get hit so it can be um quite a release so it's not just a stunt basically yeah no no i mean porn always makes everything into a stunt but yeah no it's um it's 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 actually quite beautiful to see two people connecting in that way because there's so much like eye contact and communication and lube and 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 feeling it's just it's it's really interesting actually it's not like what you'd imagine at all it's 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 like very well, it's exploration right yeah, you're both trying yeah. something that yeah. is rarely done yeah exactly so anyway that was that was burning man that was really cool it was, it was fun that's great and i got really buff from riding my bike everywhere gay so. orgies and fisting yeah. nothing nothing to worry about conservatives this yeah. is the name of my first no album yeah. no worries um <laughs> gay orgies and fisting yeah um hey so but last time we i mean the whole podcast even soldiers was about getting you ready getting your sperm ready to go home and bone the crap out of your girlfriend before she left for a trip so how'd that go it, <laughs> i want to say it went well we'll have to ask her for reviews uh you know i actually took the 101 positions dvd uh oh jamie waxman jamie gave, gave me a copy of her dvd which uh we both watched uh that night and it was actually really a great thing because it was the couples in that dvd it's not Porn and like if you were just like oh, I want to watch people having sex to masturbate to it's not that it's actually good to sort of like positive sort of seeing couples have sex and that I think that was the best thing about it was that the couples weren't weird or like uh, you know it was like hot but creepy like they weren't yeah trying to yeah they were just it. nice sweet young couples who were having sex on tape and enjoying that uh, aspect of different you know pushing how far they can have positions or whatever. And then we had crazy sex, and it was really fun. It was like it, it awesome. was. It was a great story. It, it is a great story, 
And then, um, and once again, I want to say, guys, if you want to spice things up, try having sex on different things at different levels. Couches, tables, counters, sinks, whatever you, you can do. Did you do. rock the kitchen sink this time? I uh, Well, the other night, uh, I went down on her on a kitchen sink, which is somewhat appropriate. It's always good to... Like she's sitting up on, on the, the sink yeah, and is, you were on your knees? There's something you really... you hunched over hurting your back? No, no, no. I'm on my knees. Okay. And so it's always great to go down on somebody in the kitchen because it seems like the appropriate place to do that sort of thing. Easy cleanup. Easy cleanup. You get hungry. You're, per- you're making something to eat either way. Right. You can have a sandwich afterwards. <laughs> All <true>. right. <laughs> That's cool. Dave just passed out. I did. I did. Dave. Something to eat. Referring to a vagina as something to eat kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Actually, and, that'll be this week's just the tip is you just inspired me because watching a sexy DV and then watching sexy videos, it doesn't mean just like any old porn clip, but something that you find erotically charged really does inspire you to sort of up what you do because we always learn from each other. So just seeing something that you think is hot with the person you're about to bone, it's like, ah, oh, let's see something like that. And and it, it adds a certain spice. I think that there's also a, like with that DVD, I thought there was like a really great sense of like, um, like, oh, I'm, you're not alone. Like there's every couple is kind of doing this. Whereas like, I think we're taught that well, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier. It's like, Whenever something sexual happens to you or that you haven't done before, a lot of times you think you're the the exception. And in right. actuality, it's fun to see that like, oh, there's three normal couples who are just like you and what you want to do with your sex life. It's true. And so you feel more confident in it and that allows you to communicate and, and just follow that. That actually is a perfect segue because that's one reason why I love um, that we're starting to do a Q&A podcast is because... Part of it is just hearing what other people want to know about and, and other people's struggles during sex because we share a lot of, of the similar experiences, but none of us are actually talking about it in the world a lot of times. So right. it's good just to know what, what other people are doing. So uh, Dave, why don't we do our first question? And, I'll, and if you send me a question, I will probably answer it either on my blog or on the podcast. And I will treat you as completely anonymous unless you tell me what to call you. Okay? All right. All right. Uh, first question. So first off, congrats on the podcast. It's great that a cool slash sexative, sexative, sex positive show is making its way to so many people and someone as cool as yourself gets to be at the helm. Kudos and such. Onward to the question portion of the email. Well done. Yay. They're applauding me. I agree with that 100%. Uh, I just started seeing someone and she's really fun uh, slash sex positive as am I. So I'm definitely excited about her burgeoning sex life. However, I feel she might need a little coaching in the oral sex department. I'm slightly thicker than most guys, though not extremely thick. And I'm sure this plays a role in making things a little more difficult than usual. I did end up getting a little bit of teeth, and I think she was just having a hard time with it. Zing, he wrote in in parentheses. (laughs) However, as a guy, I'm not always aware of what techniques are being used on me that feel good. Else, I would just give her a gentle slash encouraging feedback during. So my question is, how should I bring up the subject in a sensitive manner? And are there any good resources out there you would recommend? I have some sex books, for example, Good Vibes, Guide to Sex, The Big Bang, Guide to Getting It On, that have sections on giving oral, but I'm also open to other options. I'm also up for buying a specific oral guide for her, though it seems like a bit of, quote, this is really a gift for me, not for you, end quote, sort of thing. 
Your time and input is greatly appreciated. Keep up the awesome slash sexy work. Yay. What a good question. Yeah. What a nice guy. Oral sex. Now, my dream is to do like five or six podcasts just on like oral sex because it's so important. But I I need more visuals. Like I need to do a video for that. (laughs) Yeah. I will not... (laughs) We need more visuals. We all need it's more so visuals. awkward because really the only way to show people really is just to like go down on something and just like like I'll have a cucumber or something and just show people. But then it's like now nah, you're just looking at me differently and yeah, that's yeah. just weird. Well, that's what Ed's here for. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. why you should bring. That's actually I think Dave just struck on something really great. Is that maybe it's it's if you have a gay man teaching blowjobs for a group, it's a little bit. It's harder for like straight dudes to be like creepy and objectify that then. Well, you would. Well, but then it can also go start going down a different path where some straight men are f- made so uncomfortable by gay sex and things related to gay sex that they wouldn't be able to pay attention. Then. Those guys are losers. I agree. Uh, well, not losers. Just uh, let's keep it sex positive. Ed. Yeah. No, the guys who are frightened are. But yes, they're sex negatives. I think it's OK to be frightened. I just don't think it's OK to be a jerk about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just don't be a jerk. I want to say this email is actually really well written and makes me think this guy is going to do okay with this. Yeah, yeah, he's already so understanding about it. Yeah, so when it comes to communicating to your partner, it's it's hard because egos are very fragile in the sack. So, I mean, I think that's why it's like, go team fun. Is It's not team you suck. It's not like, oh, like, like you're hurting me right now. Stop being bad at this get off my cock we must do this to procreate yeah uh i would say one i depending on where this person lives uh maybe you live in a place with a really good sex shop that has classes that are for couples like the treasure chest has oral sex classes right or like yeah, uh, where I work, uh, Pleasure Chest, uh, lots of sex-positive places uh, around. I, I would love to start a page that's just where all of the uh, sex workshops are in the country um, because we really need to have a resource for people to know where to go. Um, but even if they're not near something, like there's a book called Tickle His Pickle, which is small, fairly affordable, uh, and, and has really cute diagrams. And it's it, like my first fellatio book was really thick and it's called like the ultimate guide to fellatio. And it just, there were so many words. There was just, it was so big and I found it really intimidating and I love smaller manuals because they're just easily, uh, sure. flipped through and, and, and they can inspire you real quick. Lots of, it's just, it's, you don't want to get in your head when you're giving head. Right. Yeah. Like I, I will definitely, I like, the details but a lot of people just want to just get ideas of what to do the thing about being really thick though is that truly putting that in your mouth can be it can be very challenging to not graze someone with your teeth uh i have found though that it's also a certain when you have when you have a penis in your mouth or anything Mm. large dildo whatever and the front teeth are so sharp and they tend to graze if you don't cover them with your lips Unless you just open up your jaw completely and don't even try and put any pressure with your jaw, but instead just use your tongue. Um, that's something where, like, if, if people get really tired, don't even try and put pressure with like, your lips over your teeth. Just use your tongue. Or, And I say if, you're, if you aren't able to keep your teeth out of the way, you can also create lots of great sensation with your mouth and hands and not even have the penis actually in your mouth. You can use a lot of sensation with your tongue outside your mouth and your lips with lots of saliva – uh, without 
there actually being any penetration. Sure. You could, I would say like, uh, maybe steering it more to a heavily lubed hand job with some like oral stimulation mixed in. So it's not so dependent on her mouth in a way. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I call it the blues harmonica. <laughs> exactly. Like, Most good blowjobs that I've gotten have been a hand job in a large part. Right. I, I think that, like, you know, maybe I don't know. You can tell me if this is true, but I feel like the like a a woman's idea of what a hand job, or what a blowjob, what a guy wants from a blowjob is sometimes distorted by the term blowjob. Sure. It's like, still the hand still does most of the work. You yeah. Know? So yeah. maybe just you know, and also I would say like in communicating with a. F- with another person uh you know these sort of very touchy things is that don't you don't have to say what they're doing is bad just tell her what you like exactly and so you say you don't go like that's awful you just say like hey you know what i would like is just like just kiss around the head of the penis while you're stroking the cock use a little saliva to lube it up and i love that and then cut my balls with your other hand yeah. Not that that's what I like or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> I right. think you could also. I'm sorry. Do we need to move on? Uh, no, you, you can say what you say. I, I have more things to say. I just uh, I needed to write down notes and stuff because I'm like, oh, there's so much. Right. I was just gonna say. I think that you could. I mean, if you're just if you're not gonna take a class or or just buy the book, I think you could preclude whatever this discussion is with the discussion about how comfortable she is talking about sex. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just say like, do you mind if I? let you know what I like in the bedroom, you know, just to gauge how sensitive she'll be in reacting because I would imagine in a good relationship that she'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know. And then once you say that, you could probably just say whatever you want and she won't take it personally. And this dude seems pretty chill. Like I, I get the feeling that if you're this guy, the girl you're with, you're, you're not, you don't seem like a jerk and you are going to phrase it in a good way. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people just get in their heads when they want to communicate to their partners what they want. The important thing is don't say uh, you are doing this, but say like, oh, I claim your own uniqueness in a nutshell. So, for instance, I have specific needs as a human being uh, sexually, genitally, and that may or may not be like what someone's past partners were like. And I'm going to try and not freak out about it too much, but I can just say to someone, hey, just so you know, I tend to respond to certain sensations differently than a lot of people. Um, can I share that with you? And Or I'm really sensitive to teeth, even like slight grazing. I'm just really sensitive. And just make it about yourself and what you need to communicate, not necessarily about what they're doing wrong or right. Um, because if you phrase it in terms of that, uh, it takes them out of the equation and it's just about you. And you really just have to own your needs uh, erotically. Um, and most people's erotic needs do preclude, preclude? or exclude teeth. Generally, <laughs> generally, uh, and and also maybe a good way to start this is by asking her if uh, asking her if there's one thing that you could do better as like if I were to say oh right like that's mutually- a good point so you're so I would go to Sandra I'd say Sandra you know like I was wondering when I go down on you is there like one thing that you'd like me to change that would be great and then she tells me and you wouldn't follow that immediately up with like. But you're creating an environment where you're communicating sexual desires between each other. So, you know, she a week might even later, say she might even say right after you ask that, well, right. is there anything that I can do to help you? Right. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. I like that. It's maybe- good. I just want to do like a podcast called Awkward Conversations and just role play a lot of these situations. 
but that that's just one thing on a very long list of things I want to do. But just have a, a series of how to talk about your penis getting chafed or the know, most. I would love to, that. I we all need help with that. Yeah. The most important part of talking about sex is listening. Oh, it's true. Why do I come up with I this think stuff? Listening in general is pretty. Yeah. First rule of improv: listen. Second rule yeah. of improv: listen. Ah, so improv is like sex? Improv is very sexual. And it's also like Fight Club. <laughs> it's also like Fight Club. You don't talk about it? Let's not talk about improv. Oh, I no, wish people wouldn't talk about, about, about it. Like Fight Club. I wish people wouldn't... Uh, never mind. Yeah, actually, improv... We need to talk- stay improv positive in here. <laughs> yeah, seriously, guys. Okay, next question. All right. Uh, I was hoping you could help me wade through the tons of conflicting information regarding HPV, specifically uh, genital warts. A few years ago, I had intercourse with a friend... Use protection like always. Then a couple months later, I noticed what I thought were some small skin tags. I ignorantly continued thinking that's what they were until I tried to get them removed. I've tried several treatments, but still a few keep being stubborn or popping up. I've read that most people clear the virus, or at least the symptoms slash ability to pass it on within two years. At Planned Parenthood, they told me that it would keep coming back during stressful situations for the rest of my life, but that diagnosis sounded more like herpes than HPV. I'm totally clean otherwise. I'm a really healthy person in terms of diet, exercise, and lifestyle, so I don't know why my immune system seems to have forsaken me in this instance. I've remained abstinent from intercourse for nearly two years now due to a fear of spreading it to a partner. So suffice to say, it's been disruptive for my sex life and self-esteem. I'd love to hear any advice, input, or knowledge you may have, as this has kind of been a bit of a shameful nightmare. Aww, shameful nightmare. It's terrible. Okay, um... Listening to that question, first of all, I'm not, I, I do eventually want to do volunteering and education through Planned Parenthood or different organizations. Uh, my background is not uh, health focused. Lots of people are doing wonderful work in that area. I'm more pleasure focused, so I can speak to that. But when it comes to having STIs, um, there's a sex educator named Reed Mahalko, good friend of mine, uh, adore him, and he has something called the sex, uh, the STI elevator speech or uh, like the, your two minute little conversation about uh, your sexual issues. Uh, And so you can say like, hey, you just have to be comfortable saying what you have because if you like someone, it's good to communicate to them. First of all, what you have, but also be able to communicate that you know how to help protect them. So if they do want to get jiggy with yourself, your fine self, I assume, (laughs) uh, that, that you can do it safely. So there's right. no reason to be keeping sexuality out of your life just because you do have something that um, that is transmittable. So um, generally, it just goes something like, hi, hey, uh, you're hot, and I like where this is going, but um, I just need to let you know, I do have um, an STI, I, I do have HPV, and uh, I also know that by using dental dams and female condoms or whatnot, we can still play around, but it's just, that's what I have. How about you? Because the important thing is the how about you, because that opens it up where you've, you've role modeled uh, a sex positive way to talk to them openly about sex and it, it makes them feel comfortable. So, um, but I'll talk about female condoms in a minute. What do you think, Ed? I, <laughs> Dave, this, anybody? This one's a little bit tougher just because it is a medical question. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm hesitant to give too much advice other than that. Like, yeah, there's no one thing in your life that should prevent you from having relationships with other people. And so whether it's this, like, 
some guys are like, I haven't had a job in six months, so I'm not dating anyone. Like, there, like, there's a lot of reasons. I, I hope this person is is not shutting down because of this one thing. Because you can manage it and you can work with it, and eventually, you're going to find love and find somebody who is willing to live with what you have and work, you know, work through it as best you can. Uh, so that, yeah, talking about it is really important. Also, you can do sexual things that are safe early on in the relationship to, you know, physically please each other, you know, like orally, uh, using hands and then also using, uh, you know, like dental dams. Yeah, there are alternatives. Yeah, it's like, I hope you're not just like shutting down and going, well, that's it. I have herpes or I have genital warts and I'm, I'm done. The medical community does not have a large uh, amount of sexual knowledge and training. So no matter where you go generally, you can find out the facts, but not necessarily the hands-on help as to how to navigate your life with what you what you carry. Um, a lot of it is just being open. You know what makes me laugh is that in a group of people, like at the movies and you're just surrounded by people, think about how many people must have an STI and how many of them are terrified to tell anybody else. And then how many people totally like each other and then both, probably both have the same thing, but just both are too terrified to just tell the other person. So I just feel like there's like so many like herpes matches made in heaven out there. <laughs> I would bet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just, I just think about that. Simplex just love. keep coming back to yeah. talking and listening. Yeah. Talk talking. and listen. Well, and, and also I wonder with, there's probably... And maybe you've already searched this, but there's probably, you know, uh, I guarantee there's a website out there that's like living with genital warts and how to manage it or whatever. And so it's like, go in and research that. But I Mm -hmm. I, I really do wonder, like, if you have a real doctor who's working with you constantly on a regular basis to really really get medication, because it sounds like you're getting kind of like mixed answers from Planned Mm -hmm. Parenthood. And like I said, you know... That they're not your doctor. We use them as a default doctor because that's what's available. But they have other stuff going on, and they have to deal with it. And they do their darndest to help everybody. But you really have to. You really do need to invest in you. You take care of yourself every other way. Two years of abstinence. It for me, it's worth spending a thousand dollars on having a general practitioner and specialist mm-hmm. look at my uh, sexual organs. So that I can start once again feeling confident in what I can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Go out and get go to a doctor, and and also like everyone said, don't let this shut you down. You know, like yeah, no yeah. I, I would also say, I mean, there are a couple things in here right at the end where you say it's been disruptive to my sex life and self esteem. It was a shameful nightmare. I, you know, I'm reading this. This sounds like a, a, I mean, such a good person that they don't like really want to get to the bottom of this problem before they have sex with someone else, which isn't fair, completely fair to yourself. But also this is really what's going on. Try to hold on to the fact that you're being this good to the world. Yeah. Yeah. You are being, <laughs> you're Some people being kind of great. Just screw it. Oh, I hooked up with a girl once I was dating her. Uh, the first time we slept together, it was like three dates in. I had, I had a condom on. I had put the tip of my penis inside her vagina and she said, Whoa, wait, wait, uh, before we go any further, I got to be honest with you. The only thing I carry is cold source, which made it sound like that wasn't the only thing she carried. But I had my penis inside her when she told me that. Oh, that is like, <laughs> wow. Fair yeah. enough. Try uh, and try and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so just like don't don't let this knock your self-esteem down. Don't let it be shameful for you. There's nothing shameful about this at all. Um, um, 
Last note, there is something called female condoms, kind of like a, a windsock that the receiver can wear. And because a lot of STIs, including HPV, are tra- uh, can be transmitted through just skin-to-skin contact, not necessarily just the, the, the genitals themselves, but the surrounding area, that will cover a larger area when you are pressing your goods up against someone else's goods and you're just making sweet, sweet love. Uh, so, just so you know, there are uh, other precautions that you can, can take. Okay. And that was question number two. Hey, Dave, let's do a palate cleanser with, with the, the really nice little blurb that somebody sent. You got it. Um, the first word is in all caps. It just says fan. <laughs> That's it, really. Just wanted to say you're awesome. I dig the podcast. I just listened to the first episode and it was entertaining, informative and really stimulating. Your podcast is already one of my favorites. Yeah. That's Aww. great. I'm going to say that stimulating is in your emails more than any other podcast's emails. Actually, thing. the adjective I've been getting, they're stimulating, but titillating. Ooh, I've arousing. Really? titillating several times. And it's weird because that's the one thing I'm trying like not to attempt to do is not be overly titillating, but just be really... Erotically go to that doctor and ask for a <laughs> prescription. <laughs> yeah. I just... Uh, I'm not trying to... I don't know. Somebody was like, you should just read erotic stories over the air. It's like, that is... That's not... (laughs) That is not what I... I mean, that's very personal. (laughs) I teach people about this. Anyway. Um, And then I get all weird and nerdy. You should just get naked on camera for it. You should just shoot porn. (laughs) You should be in a porn movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you God. do not understand the purpose yeah. of this podcast. Yeah, it's weird how in the world there's only, like right now in American society you've got like Dr. Ruth type type people or Dr. Phil, mm. and then you've got porn actors and actresses. And so sex educators kind of fall in this middle ground where they're really sex positive, but not. I mean, I'm not. I'm being intellectual about it. Yes, but people don't know where to put me. Yeah. <laughs> so well, they're just like, take off your shirt. I think a no. lot of a lot of sex experts in the past uh, held the distinction of not being people you think would actually have sex. Like Doctor yeah. Phil is like the least sexy person ever, unless you're like even Freud you, was. Ed. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Freud I keep being beard, sex though. negative. I mean, like uh, he's he's not. I don't like those. That advice is generally very dry. You know, like it. it Although not, Dr. Drew, Dr. Drew, on the other cutie. hand, he's hot. Silver fox. I know Rawr. he is a silver fox. <laughs> he really <laughs> totally. is. Anyway, uh, okay. Question number three. Come on, Dave. All right, here we go. Um, oh wow. Okay, uh, I have a question for you about the skin on my penis. Excellent. My problem with my penis is that while I'm fully erect, the skin of my shaft is still loose. This normally isn't a problem, except while I'm using a condom. Because of my loose skin, the condom slides from the head after being put on. Not enough to slide off and get lost, but enough to make it uncomfortable while having sex, lessening the enjoyment for both me and my lady. Attached to this email are pictures to better explain my situation. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, Picture time. There are, there, are, there are pictures of his penis. So uh. <laughs> when I received this email, I was not expecting there to be pictures of a penis uh, several times over in the email because you know I'm eating cereal and I just got off the phone with my mom and yeah. stuff and I'm on my period and I guess it's just not yeah if you're going if you need to send me an example of something genital just check with me first 
or at least like do a warning or something because these pictures are fantastic in that they're totally not pornographic. They're, I mean, in that he's not trying to be creepy. He was just trying to show me what, and I appreciate that. Just like, let's just look at the situation and, and analyze what's going on. But just but give a me a warning nice. you know, or check in with me first. It's like, a little uncouth to just send a woman pictures of your penis. Boner yeah, right. Alert. Yeah. Right. Maybe not, maybe not that. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. Also, be careful because that stuff can get you kicked out of the Senate. So yeah, it really can. Think about when you're sending. If you had done that on Twitter, you'd be in the news, right? Yeah. Um, But no, I do appreciate the question. It's actually a fabulous question. Um, There's one paragraph at the end uh, after the photos that I missed. Um, I believe part of the issue uh, to be that I'm a bit overweight, but I would love to hear if you have any suggestions or ideas or what I can do that doesn't involve surgery or not using a condom. Oh. Okay, no surgery. Don't do it with surgery. Stop. No, no, don't do that. Um, you're fine, dude. But what fine. if he wants to convert to Judaism? Oh, well, he can, if he wants to, hey, if you're an adult, you can do whatever you want with your goods. Uh, that's cool. Um, but I can't, honestly, looking at these pictures, he might be intact. I can't tell because he's hard if he's circumcised or not. So, but there is some extra, and he's like, put his finger just slightly under the skin, just beneath, uh, below the head, to show that there's some extra skin there. Um, now, whether or not, I mean, just to having extra loose skin, it's fine. There's no reason for that to be getting in the way. And he shows a picture with the condom sliding down, and your condom, when you're wearing a condom, there should be an extra inch of condom off the penis that doesn't have any air in it so that when you come, there is somewhere for your semen to go sure. so the condom doesn't pop. It's a reservoir tip. So actually, the picture he sent was like proper condom wearing. Yeah. But he also said that it was not that pleasurable. So I'm curious about that. You may need to use a little bit more lube inside the Yeah, the put condom. A, putting lube on the inside is really good. I am unmutilated myself i'm 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 uncircumcised mm-hmm. i am a man with a dick turtleneck and uh <laughs> we can do this all night hey yeah. now <laughs> um and i have a helmet on yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm popping my collar um, oh wow Ooh. that's a good one yeah, yeah i like that uh l- let me tell you something it, number one i you don't want to get a circumcision after you're an adult. It's probably one of the most uncomfortable things you could do, unless you have to for some reason. Have you met somebody who's done that? Yeah, I've I've known people who have had. Who, I know one person who's done it, and it's not comfortable. And uh, huh, I wonder what the driving because it's super and you know sensitive underneath there. Um, Although infants, just a side note, the foreskin is actually attached to the head so they have to actually tear it away from the head to take it off so i'm just saying i mean it is an uncomfortable it's uncomfortable no matter when you do it uh so yeah but uh i'm just saying yeah you're just getting behind the baby population less comfortable (laughs) as a you know i'm just saying we just don't remember it sure right we don't wear I, don't, I mean, most people don't wear condoms because they make sex super awesome. Or we wear it because it's the safe and uh, way to have sex and, you know, like to protect yourself and your partner. So, you know, you, the condom does slip. <laughs> like that happens to everyone, no matter what your penis looks like. Yeah, he could just be talking about a general frustration with condoms, which I've had a fair amount of times right. in my sex yeah. life. 
I mean, we've all had that moment where like, oh God, do you know exactly where that condom is right now? Because you, you've... Yeah, like, you have to check. Like you do the little check yeah, and you like, just make yeah. sure you're, it's down on the in, shaft. That better not be inside of you or a couch cover or something. Or it starts feeling really good and they're always like, wait, are we still wearing a condom? And you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. there is. Okay, right. it's just feeling really good. So, and then there's a high five. So yeah, dude, like don't, don't think that you're the only person who has condom issues uh, just because you're uncircumcised because condoms are just... And it's a story. And it's also about knowing which condom works for you, too. Yeah, sure. It is a lot of trial and error, and, and I definitely am passionate about helping people find the right condoms for themselves. People don't lube the inside of the condom. Like, that is something that is actually makes it a lot better. It it takes away that friction and the pulling and the tight tightness. Like, I with... With I don't know about uncircumcised obviously, but but with circumcision, sometimes you do get a little bit of like pulling on the like when the foreskin's sort of fully pulled back, and then mm-hmm. you put the condom on, it kind of tugs a little bit. Um, so like that's the thing that's uncomfortable for me sometimes. I have a question about okay, so you have a foreskin. So when I was with someone who was intact, he would pull back the foreskin, roll on the condom, and then let his foreskin come forward. Some people, their foreskins naturally pull back and stay back, mm-hmm. but his would come forward. And so the condom would kind of go down under the foreskin, then come up and around so that there was actually a moving. It kind of just coated the moving part. Mm. Um, and that actually was great. Like, it totally, everything was cool. So huh. like, that's how... Uh, I just go over it. So it's like a little bump. It's uh-huh. a little, a small little, like, uh, speed bump on the road of my penis. Doesn't, oh, it, wow. doesn't that keep it from... <laughs> <laughs> sorry yep the road of my penis just really got me life is a highway <laughs> there we go there we go no it doesn't that keep you from being totally like to keep the foreskin from being mobile no no not i've never felt that no and like i said i okay. was i always try to put lube on the inside to let the condom i mean to me like the condom does generally kind of move a little bit and that's fine you know like it's not like it's vacuum sealed around your penis, mm-hmm. so everything should be moving in a gentle way. Right, as long as long as you have a condom that actually fits you well and properly. If you feel like you're you're dying and struggling inside the condom, I gotta I gotta tell possible. you, this guy looks well fitted. It looks well like a well's. I mean, maybe it is a little short. Honestly, like that second photo, it seems a little tight. And like there's not a lot of slack, and mm-hmm. so maybe it's rolling back. Maybe try a longer condom, buddy. You're doing pretty good for yourself, according looking at these pictures. So well done. Yeah, the Durex XL uh, is specifically pretty long, but not like wider. Yeah. So it's important to know which way you is it that the condom is too short, or is it that it you're it's too thick, like it's, it doesn't accommodate your girth uh, properly. Yeah. Um, you know how like when you put on tight, I mean, guys, probably not for you, but like with uh, with being a female sometimes i do wear tight clothing and but when you know when clothing is too tight and then there's you just get all these little wrinkles in the fabric from where it's like trying to deal with it being too tight around your three-dimensional form that happens with condoms where it'll be stretched so tight that these little wrinkles in the in the latex will form and that is incredibly uncomfortable i've found vaginally like in really chafing even with lube so that's one sign that you might want to graduate toward a a wider condom yeah. um, because that just does not feel that great. And no. then you change and then it's like, oh, it's a different world. It's a completely different condom world. Positive yeah. and enjoyable. But the main thing to keep in mind is that this is not because you are uncircumcised. Mm-hmm. This is right. because you have a penis. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, condoms make... I used to have a joke that where the punchline was, why can't I fuck right with a condom on? Mm. 
because I've had so many. It wasn't funny. Uh, it was sad. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's more to it. It's a whole thing. Yeah, that is sort of Dave Ross's milieu. <laughs> milieu. Yeah, the, yeah. If you could say there's one thing about me, it's that I can't fuck right with a condom on. <laughs> uh, my right, mom always ladies. said that. Oh, whoa. No, 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 no. Single. <laughs> oh, cool. It's advertising myself well. Uh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Next time, next time we'll definitely plan out like a whole little like advertisement for you. Like, ladies, he's... <laughs> you can't fuck right with a condom it, on. And maybe every podcast I should just like find a really nice dateable guy that's single and just do a little ad. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we you should. should. You know, just like... Or ladies. I, he likes long walks on yeah. the beach, comedy, <laughs> and driving cars that are kind of old, but it's fine, you know, yeah. or like whoever. Do you like... I'm just imagining someone I used to... <laughs> Do you like mid-range Hondas? <laughs> Do you like men who shop for their clothes at Target? <laughs> I should really not laugh into the mic. That's why I really laugh. Um, Do you like being befuddled by someone who's shy but still talks on stage? <laughs> is driven Data, to perform. Do you like being confused about someone's confidence level in general? <laughs> you should date a comic. <laughs> date any comic. Okay, so um, two things about this gentleman's question is... <clears throat> Is that he's experiencing loose skin. Now, a lot of people, especially, well, specifically that have been circumcised, experience when too much skin was actually taken away so that as they grow into their oh. goods, it's very tight. Like the skin on the shaft is actually rather tight. And I have been with people who have experienced that. And there has been discomfort if I angled or, or whatnot that it would just pull and, and be uncomfortable because there wasn't enough ability to move. Like, um, Yeah, that sounds awful. My face is... <laughs> Yeah. white no i mean it's okay Ed it's just briefly. it's the opposite to what he's writing about and if if i had to choose i'd want more skin than less skin be, um because you know i like to be able to because that's how we were made well yes that's how <laughs> we were made um and it's i just don't want uh, a little loose skin no big deal you're adorable. Your penis is adorable. I, I approve. It's it fine. is a nice penis. Yeah. I, I, girls, when they when they hear about uncircumcised penises, sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, it's gross." I would never. I've never been with a girl when they see it. They don't like at that point in the game. It's over. Like we're fucking or something's happening. You know what I mean? Like I've never had a girl look at it and then go, "No, I don't want to be a part of this thing." At this point, like we're both naked, something's happening, right. and the the s. So, like, I get really defensive about the subject because I think that like people do feel like I'm uncircumcised. That's weird. Like, it's actually how you're supposed to look. Mm-hmm. It's fine, and no, and no one is going to be frightened of it. Also, yes, yeah, it might be just a little bit of a learning curve when you come across right. a, a different uh, anatomy a little bit. It's it's completely natural to be a little unsure when you come across a foreskin if you've never been around it. But it, like, honestly, it's just it's just extra fun, extra good time. It is, honestly. and it doesn't look very different when it's erect. That's it. um. And <laughs> last but not least, he said that. I'm overweight. Is that have something to do with it? No, it totally doesn't. Yeah, there's no way. Because you're not, you don't have a, a fat layer on your penis. So that has absolutely nothing to do with it. Uh, Feel in terms good of, about yourself, dude. Yeah, please do. Yeah, like you rock, nice penis. Yeah. And uh, just maybe problem solve with a couple different condom brands um, and lubricate the inside. It's really like, yeah. summarizing that. I like that he's totally insecure about his weight, but totally secure in sending pictures of his dick. <laughs> I was right? just thinking that. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, dude, you're, you're, you're fine. It's not, you know, overweight. It's nothing unusual. You're a totally normal guy who's having, who's frustrated with using condoms. Yeah. 
Yeah. We all get frustrated. Monogamous relationship, get on the pill, both get tested regularly, start, and then you can phase that out maybe, you know? That's a, one of the great, great things about being monogamous in, in a in a long-term relationship. This man's actually a huge pimp, so let's just not assume that he's like that. Stop plowing all those chicks that you plowing, bro. Yeah. Okay. Well, what you meant is Ed's a pimp for a living. That's how he makes money. Right. Oh, well, I was talking about uh, this guy. Oh, yeah, this right. guy's a pimp. But yeah, I'm sure Ed's, uh, we're all we're all amazing virile people who are having sex constantly. Because I mean, we're just I'm having sex right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's been really quiet under there. Yeah. Well, I, okay. <laughs> I was just going to say something very offensive. Um, <laughs> Wait, please do. I might edit out. But I duct taped her mouth. Is what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's, I was imagining that that's what she was using. Right. Yeah. Right. That's just very flexible. Good work. Thank you. No. 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 Yeah. It, <laughs> Okay, let's stop. I'm gonna start feeling bad. Okay, uh, <laughs> so yeah, all right. Well, I feel really good about those questions, and we're gonna keep doing the Q and A podcast uh, style. So I'm really digging this. Um, but thank you, Dave Ross and Ed Salazar, for joining me. Um, it's it's uh, Twitter website time. Uh, I'm at Dave to the Ross on Twitter, and my website is Dave to the Ross dot com. At Ed A. Salazar on Twitter and at Comedy underscore Palace, we have a show. Ooh. And also the Meltdown show here every Wednesday. I work tech. Yeah, you got to come to that show. Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. good. So good. And very sex positive. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel very lucky living in this city um, with all these amazing, talented people it's amazing. performing. Oh, you um, should come to my show on Tuesdays, oh, too. Oh, super fun. It's called ah, Holy Fuck. It's at the Downtown fun. Independent Theater at Holy Fuck Comedy on Twitter. It's a great mm-hmm. date. And if you Indeed. come to LA on Thank vacation, you. if you live somewhere else, come visit. Because seriously, this is an amazing stop on your journey in Los Angeles. Yes. Um, okay, so I'm Sandra Doherty, a Sex Nerd Sandra podcast, uh, Sex Nerd Sandra on Twitter. I'm just just Google Sex Nerd Sandra, and it just shows up everywhere. It's my it's my blog. You can email me at gmail.com. If you got a question or a comment? Well, thank you. And uh, oh, you want to say go team fun? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. One, two, three. Go, go team fun. Now leaving Nerdist.com.